0: and we're back FB1 podcast with and Martinez. I want to start off with, with a massive thank you for 100 listeners on two of our episodes.
1: Oi, oi. If I had a soundboard, I'd definitely be playing the applause right now. We really do appreciate it. I also want to give a shout out to anyone who recently answered my poll about possibly starting an FB1 Instagram page. It's probably showing up in the suggestions, but yeah, we'll start posting on it from like today. So thank you for that. And well, let's get into the shit, man. Let's get right into it.
0: So, basically, yeah, this might be the last podcast of the year. Yeah, true. Because Paul is going to Nigeria, of all places.
1: Yes, I'm going to Lagos. Lagos, Nigeria.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, 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 gas for you. Because Lithuania is under probably the strictest lockdown I've ever seen.
1: Bro, Nigeria is going to go into lockdown in, like, two weeks anyway. Like and, like, by the time I arrive, they're probably going to be in lockdown.
0: Yeah, because we just, like Lithuania just yesterday, went into probably very strict lockdown where you cannot leave the house. Yo. It's mad, like, genuinely. Uh, if you count cases per 100,000, we are the first in the world. That's crazy. 3,000 3, cases for less than 3 million people for country. That's wild. but That's the UK, wild.
1: But the UK leads in, like, overall cases in Europe, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah they do.
1: Because this is where it really bites us in the arse. Because remember earlier in the pandemic, and this isn't going to be a whole COVID episode, but do you remember earlier in the pandemic, how we were really, like, mocking Italy. Well, not mocking Italy, but, like, just pointing out, like, oh, look how bad Italy is, da-da-da-da. Like, and their COVID Exactly basically...
0: the same shit happened to the UK.
1: Yeah, and, like, all their COVID pretty much went away. Well, like, from what I can tell, their shit's all gone away. Then all this COVID just hit us, and it's like... I saw this meme on Facebook that perfectly encapsulated everything. It was, like... Why does it feel like every other country that's dealt with COVID has turned the page in the exam when we're still on question one? Like, every step we've taken, okay, the only good step we've taken is the being the first one to out the vaccine, but every other step we've taken, it feels like we're only just still solving the first maths question on the foundation paper. I know that from experience. <laughs>
0: Trust me, I know that too. Trust me, I know that too. I nearly passed my... maths exam i won't talk about this oh
1: (laughs) we're not gonna talk about maths
0: i'm I'm sure maths just for the context i'm the same here i'm the last person (laughs) should brought maths i'm the last person (laughs) i swear all right so so covid basically took over 2020 right
1: yeah it did it did
0: in three words yeah how would you describe your 2020 um important depressing (laughs)
1: and like miserable it was like, i will say it's important because I learned a lot. And we'll get into that, like, towards the end. I'll say it was depressing because, well, I couldn't fucking see you for most of the fucking time. Like, we've, like, we haven't physically... Okay, for context, me and Martinez live down the fucking street from each other. We've only seen each other, like, three times. Three like, times. Like, the whole, like, time or whatever. And we do this podcast pretty much weekly. And, like, just haven't really been able to see people I really fuck with. So it's felt mad lonely and, like depressing because when you expect people to like you know maybe cut out the drama maybe be a bit more like conscientious with things that happen like no this pandemic is showing you like how fucking stupid and immature people really can be like i get it uni students young people are like fully capable of being some of the most overdramatic shady people ever some people I I
0: i won't talk about people from uni because some shit happened yesterday
1: Hey, I'm not bringing up names. I'm just saying this in general.
0: Now, nah, like, I'm not bringing your name for myself, but we can blame uni students for basically evacuating the whole halls. Whole...
1: Oh, I know what you're on about. <laughs>
0: I know what you're on about.
1: Jesus. But, um,
0: We're yeah, not, like We like, don't want to talk about that. Like, long
1: story short, it just shows that even when you expect people to actually try and band together, they really don't. They continue to tear each other apart. And it's all a bit mad. So that's why I say it's depressing.
0: Anyways, my three words could be better.
1: Fair play. Why'd you say that? And,
0: and, and could be worse. Genuinely, okay. yeah, this year has helped me to fix my mental health issues.
1: We love that. We love to hear that.
0: <laughs> genuinely, a lot. I was, what, when we first went into lockdown, I, I was really co- not conscious. I was really reluctant on my mental health. And I, I genuinely thought it will get worse. But in in reality, actually fixed everything. Just basically knowing myself a bit more, just focusing on my mental health. Actually, the lockdown helped me in this matter. Because generally, if you see me, if you saw me last year, I was I was angry, I was sad, I was not I, I was I didn't know where I was going with my life. Now you can see me basically yes, my every single day just doing what I want to do. And that's the most important thing in my life right now, at the moment. It's just finding myself, finding peace in myself. And that's just how it goes. Because the moment I realized it, the moment I realized that, I just had instantly became a much happier person. And genuinely, thanks thanks to the lockdown, I found myself. That's
1: great. Like, genuinely, I didn't even think half the shit you were going through was that, as bad as you've now told me. But wow, like, I'm glad this helped you. Because I'd say for me, in a way, it's broken me, but in a way, like, you know, when you go to the gym, like, break and rebuild, it's a bit like that, like, when you break down your muscles because you're working out, then recovery and all that shit, you rebuild. That's basically what lockdown's done for me, where it's like, there's been times where it's like, it's really fucked me up, and like, yeah, it's messed me up in a lot of ways. Like, I've struggled with uni, I've struggled with, like, just keeping up with all of that on top of keeping up with, you know, people, like, friends, figuring out who people are all that stuff like just balancing social life and academics and all that yeah. has been have been rough for me even though there hasn't been much to do per se it's like figuring out who i am to people how people perceive me and like all that kind of social stuff that you need to figure out on top of oh you've got this assessment to do this assessment all this and it just got stressful as hell and it broke me a little bit like my some of my grades did suffer fair play i really didn't do that well
0: but at least you but, it, but at least you stay, stayed
1: stayed human like yeah like i didn't completely
0: fault i'm yeah, grateful exactly. for that
1: and like in a way it's got me to like actually look at things i've always had problems with. so for example i've like i've gone for a few like evaluations and shit i'm not going to go into like crazy detail but i've gone to like evaluations for like my how i learn basically to find out like what things I've always struggled with and all this stuff. And like, it's really got me to take time to focus on myself. And although I'm not great at doing that, I've still got a long way to go. I'm glad that it's like, it's forced me to take time to understand like, okay, this is how I'm going to move from now on. I'm not going to tolerate the same things. I'm not going to approach things the same way. And that's one of the few good things about like lockdown for me. And hopefully I can continue to go forward with that. But anyways, before we become all soppy and mushy and all that, Obviously not a lot of music has came out because this pandemic has fucked up everything. Like big artists no real big like projects really dropped. But at the same time that's a good big thing drop.
0: because trust me. Before you said it, think about Some big projects were dropped this year.
1: Okay, big projects for me. Big projects that will get me hyped. I'll say that much because objectively that was probably like, you know Taylor Swift did drop some things. We know the, I think the weekend I'm,
0: some... I'm not talking about Taylor Swift, but some of them, for example, like in rap music you both listen to. Pop
1: oh Spong, yeah.
0: Post yeah. The 21 Savage. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah Little yeah. baby. UK, in UK wise, J-Hus, Hedy One, they wait, dropped some...
1: Wait, they dropped? Actually no, I know Hedy One dropped. Maybe like act that clueless. I know Hedy One dropped. But oh, shit.
0: J-Hus dropped at the start of the year oh oh yeah. yeah
1: i remember that now see this is the problem with 2020 it's dragged on so much you fully <laughs> forget what happened at the very start of the fucking year that was yo i thought that happened like late 2019 but yeah thank god Hus did drop like don't get me wrong there have been some good projects to drop but as time's gone on when you'd expect like the bigger projects like Like, something from, like, the likes of a J. Cole, a Drake. Even though J. Cole did drop a few singles. Like, you didn't get those this year because of COVID and, like, their numbers wouldn't do well. However, I'd say that that's given smaller projects or projects we usually wouldn't think of a lot more time to shine.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, What were your favourite ones?
1: My favourite ones?
0: Because in context, yeah, I asked Paul to basically prepare for the podcast. His favorite albums, and then we will move forward. So, Paul, present your favorite albums. My
1: favorite albums: Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, Wizkid's album, which I consistently mm-hmm. out the fucking name of, and Big Sean's Detroit 2. Like, I think even then, I think Wizkid's albums like Made in Lagos or something real simple like that. But those three albums really like boosted my 2020. Cause like when Alfredo dropped like in the summer, I was like, I was getting into Freddie Gibbs at the time, and then slowly but surely, he became my favorite rapper off of some some of his older stuff from, like, 2019, and then I heard Alfredo, and then, yeah, he became, like, there's a reason he's number one, or, like, number one or number two on my Spotify list for, like, most listened-to artists or whatever, and him and Alchemist can do no wrong, because if you listen to the album all the way through no interruptions. It just flows perfectly. The beats are incredible. Freddie's lyrics are insane. It's just a, sh- a million chef kisses are awesome. Whiz Kids album, yo, when I had COVID, like that album got me through it, man. <laughs> that shit got me going, man. Like, it, like, Ginger, the, the song Ginger with him and Burner Boy was.
0: Too Boy, amazing. that one is good. Like That
1: one banged differently.
0: Don't classify me as a culture vulture. By Jane, listen to Whiz album and I loved it. When boy finally getting
1: flavor, and for and for our non-Yoruba viewers or non-Nigerian viewers, I just co- I just said
0: white boy finally getting flavor, but still, finally. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like burner boy and, and biscuits were some of the eyes that were frequent on charts, so there's nothing wrong with it. Fair play. Like Jenny, if we count December 2019, and let if if you allow me to count it. Yeah, sure, no problem. I will start with three albums. All right. Stormzy's Heavy is the Head. That was good.
1: All right. I'm not really a Stormzy guy myself, but.
0: um, Of course, not the EDM type of guy, but the Chainsmokers, World War Joy. It was genuinely some. Genuinely, I caught up to it like recently. I think you saw it on my Twitter, on my Twitter feed. Mm. I've actually been listening to them nearly all day, really. Yeah. And Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial.
1: That was the like that helped with the bo- like the box was on the album, so I can see how that like
0: really. But helped is, but the thing is with Roddy Rich, yeah, the box wasn't the best song on on the album. to be fair. Just, like listen, li- okay, listen to Pia with Meek Mill.
1: Hell, I'm not crapping on Roddy Rich. It's just that I didn't really I didn't really listen to because like, his music like his music is good. It's just not something I'm gonna bop to thousands and thousands of times over. But, yeah, no, he definitely had a good few songs. He's more than a one-hit fucking wonder. I don't want to disrespect him like
0: that. Of course he is. Like, in 2020, yeah? j Hus, The Big Conspiracy. That was, that is good. The Big Conspiracy is, was very good. Gold by Bolo G, the artist that I found out this year. And I? Basically, yeah, the last song of the project was Wishing For A Hero. We sampled Changes by Tupac. Oh, wow. And, and he done it perfectly. Seriously? Yes.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Um, My honorable mentions for my list.
0: I, I haven't finished. I haven't oh, finished. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I didn't want to cut you off. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Of course. R.I.P. Pop. R.I.P. Some of the songs, like, he, he had some good drill records. He had some R&B bangers. And he had some good club music as well. I think we can all agree on Savage Mode 2 with 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. That was good. That was good. My favourite album of the year, wait for it, Edna by Heavy One. Yes, that was a good album. That was a, that was genuinely someone, something I can relate on. And, uh, and the last one that was released before the lockdown, Lil Baby, My Turn. Yeah, fair play. Fair play, that's a and, good list. And if, we include the EPs and mixtapes. I, I want the horrible mentions are secured back to you by AJ Tracy. That was good.
1: I mean, and, it didn't
0: hit for me as much as I'd like, but it was good. And when it's all said and done by Giveon, Or whatever cool. how he's pronounced, because I'm not sure myself.
1: <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think everyone has a problem with it, but my honourable mentions... Um, so I looked on like the generic list, like Billboard and all that, and obviously they had Alfredo there who didn't, but they also had Run the Jewels. I've been hearing about them. I listened to them a little bit, kind of like this punk rock, kind of not punk, but like kind of rock and roll infused rap, but not like not done in a way that's cringy. I might.
0: I need to listen to them because it sounds quite good, rock mixed with rap music.
1: Like just listen so, to Griselda or Run the Jewels.
0: So something I might like. I'll listen to that after after the podcast. Yeah, like. At least that's the vibe I
1: got from it. So it was alright, but not my craziest. And then one of my all-time favorite rappers retired this year, but he dropped his final album, No Pressure.
0: Like Logic?
1: Yeah, like don't get me wrong, not all of Logic's rap like albums have hit, especially a lot of his later tracks or his later albums. But Under Pressure and No Under Pressure, No Pressure, Incredible True Story, and Yeah, those three like his magnum opuses in terms of his main albums because they like because they brought you back to why you would fall in love with logic like even yeah. e- even though people would say oh his subject matter is the same he always puts in a bar about him being biracial but that's just him talking from his struggle really so i don't me personally as a fan of him i didn't mind him going off the rails with like crazy concepts and shit and even those albums that flopped commercially or oh, for someone of his standard flopped commercially. Like I still found something or like a few tracks I enjoyed off them and no pressure was really really good because that was the sequel to Under Pressure and I really enjoyed that. Like if I'm gonna go out and I'm a rapper that's gonna have this divisive reputation, that's kinda how I'm gonna go out. So yeah, that is a really good that was a good album for me personally. Just didn't make my top list.
0: What what what's my horrible mention? Honorable, oh sorry. Not horrible. <laughs> horrible mention <laughs> anything Lil Pump <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> anything takashi 69
0: <laughs> that one was horrible oh gosh me, I listened to it I listened to that project
1: anything Tory Lanes.
0: <laughs> the thing is you have Tory Lanez yeah the new Toronto 3 was quite good the new Toronto 3 was quite good the oh. day project was shit and we oh. all know why and I'm jumping on the back going to say fuck Tory Lanes. Thank you. You better end it with that. <laughs> and so my honourable <laughs> mention, I, I say it correctly now, uh Machine Gun Kelly. Fair. My fair you are you fair play, you are a big MGK fan. I'm not a big MGK fan. I, I'm just a i am just a... just basically it brought me it brought me some memories of two thousand five, two thousand and six. Oh, fair play. Because my dad listens to a lot of like rock music, like Probably the more the more fame the more well most known ones would probably be Linkin Park, so it generally oh. brought those type of vibes sometimes.
1: Right, right, right. Okay. And because
0: I, and because I, I'm a bit of a fanboy of Blink One Eighty Two, no one knew that, but I brought this here. They are a pop punk group. So the Travis Barker guy, he's a drummer in there. So clearly, he made the project basically.
1: I hear that. I hear that. All right, so now that we've spoken about albums, I want to move on to our second biggest like the second biggest talking sport point in all of 2020. Sports. Obviously, sports changed. A lot of sports had to stop temporarily to yeah. deal with COVID and whatever else. However, we still had some great moments. So I'm going to start with you on this one. What's your favorite sports moments of 2020? <sighs>
0: Bayern winning, probably, in uh, this is in no particular order. Bayern winning the Champions League, uh, Manchester United basically saving their asses to the Champions League, Peter Wright winning the World Dash Championship, which he, he clearly deserved, Alexander Povetkin knocking out uh, Dylan White, and probably one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. And the more recent one would be Khabib's retirement.
1: Fair play, fair play. I'd say with me, you've got to have... This is my first ever UFC fight that I watched through and through. And this this main event has, holds a special place for me because of that. But Israel not, like beating Polo Costa to retain his middleweight title... That doesn't sound like the craziest fight, but given this was me officially becoming an MMA fan, that's why it holds a good place for me. And this is in no particular order. Habib Nomagamedov's retirement, obviously, like one of the biggest losses in all of MMA. And it's un- like it's highly likely he'll probably stay retired of all the MMA guys to retire and up will coming back. He's likely one of the ones who stay retired. But if he does come back, what a comp like I wouldn't be annoyed, but still, what a way to go. And finally, the Los Angeles Lakers winning the 2020 title after the NBA got shut down for a few months to figure out how they're going to make the bubble and probably winning the most simultaneously underrated and most difficult championship of all time. And LeBron, well, reclaiming and reminding everyone that, well, I'm still here. I might be like 35, but I'm still very much probably the best player in the league. (laughs) And moving on to more generalship, what's been the more big moments or memorable moments for you in 2020 generally? That can include other sports moments, but
0: just overall. That's a good question. To be fair, that's a very good one. Basically, yeah, the whole media coverage has been COVID, COVID, COVID. Fair play. There weren't any big moments. Like, if you look, at, if you look at it like from a bigger perspective, of course. 2020 presidential election. That okay. Was, that was someone, something I was really invested in, and you know, and you generally know that. Yeah, I, I was I, basically I, sending you messages. Every you were sending time. me messages nonstop, and I'll never forget that snap you sent me. The moment Biden
1: one, like the first time round, and you were just doing the, you were like Millie Rockin' or some shit. <laughs> I swear to god, if I find that video, I'll probably post it if you're not careful. I'll find a way of posting that video onto onto the FB1 page. That'll be the first fucking video we post. I swear just, to god. Just wait for that wait wait for my birthday. Oh yeah. Your birthday, you're fucked. You should know that. Your <laughs> birthday, you're fucked. You should know that off off rip.
0: Oh, no, I'm bro. trying to think about it. Like Jenny for more of a positive news, yeah. Of course Joe Biden becoming the forty sixth yeah USA president the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine.
1: hmm
0: I'm trying to think about it, to be fair. Like Unless big, I, I'm forgetting anything.
1: I mean, big moments could also be sad as well, because my... Like, mom... Black
0: Lives Matter movement finally being this, like, influential for... just for black people, especially at this year, when the tension between white and black people... Uh, at its highest since yeah. the, the slavery was abolished no i'd say it's the highest in our lifetime i wouldn't say
1: there's probably been other points prior to us being born that like this shit was way higher than it was but in terms of us being alive like for the 2000 babies like okay late 90s 2000 babies around that time period for around that time period of being alive this is the highest racial tension has been and it's likely not going to get solved for ages
0: yeah, of course. Like mentioning the SARS movement the the SARS thing that basically
1: rocks Nigeria to its brought, core
0: brought brought a lot of eyes to me about Nigeria and what is happening in Africa. Mhm. COVID. Like, I don't really know what happened this year. Genuinely.
1: Bro, this year was mostly taken over by COVID. Like, that's yeah. why we that's why we forgot so many great things that happened. That COVID, along with some other things, had happened so early on, but they're shaking this year so much that like, this year was never gonna hit the same, regardless.
0: Oh, well, of course, like I, I can mention, like Kobe's death, yeah, o- Smokes' death, King Von's death,
1: yeah,
0: little baby releasing the, the bigger picture, which basically is the anthem of the Black Lives Matter movement now. Fair play. Just, like there's plenty of stuff, but of course that stuff was overshadowed by the COVID-19.
1: Yeah, I'd say... Yeah, I'd say, for me, my biggest moments were Kobe's death, January 25th, like, 10 days after my birthday. One of the great... Like, one of the greatest athletes of all time and one of my favorite athletes of all time passed away in such a tragic and sad way not only him not only his daughter but the seven other people who for the like who will literally be forgotten to history because of the fact their name isn't brian and they're not associated directly with kobe Bryant. and that's other than death which is like the saddest part about it for me where it's like, yeah, we lost the legend and it's gonna that's gonna hurt that's gonna hurt, but like we have memories of them. We saw what Kobe would be. Like Gianna had a bit of a platform. Even though she didn't have much of one and it was just building for her at thirteen years old, she had the name. She had a platform. She you you knew you kind of knew like she was gonna be good at something. But these other kids and the parents, like that's the ones I feel bad for because these are like the regular nine to five people who now what? Like are completely gonna be washed over, which is tragic in itself obviously black lives matter so i don't really think i need to explain it but i'm just grateful for the fact that out of all the black lives matter movements or smaller black lives matter movements we have seen throughout the 2000s and 2010s
0: well, this, this one was the most influential one there we in go in our lifetime there we go this one something, was literally... something that even unite a lot of white people
1: exactly this thing this black lives matter movement finally gets people to wake up and realize okay there is a problem okay we actually need to do something and like at least even if you're not gonna do anything on a major scale it's woken up a few more people that i know where it's like if i see some bullshit going down generally like even outside of racism like if i see what some like crazy shit going on with like sexism or like right like
0: islamophobia
1: Islamophobia. Islamophobia, xenophobia homophobia like Anything that's against a marginalized group in society when they're doing nothing wrong, I'ma stand up for that now. Like that's how it's woken me up, and that's how it's probably woken up a lot of people to stand up for injustices when they see them. And quickly onto a positive is the UK being the first ones for the Pfizer vaccine. Because yeah. for as much as look, I don't particularly love Boris Johnson and his group of conservatives. I'm grateful that they've, like, they woke up and they're like, okay, this is not only a good thing for us in general, but our country needs this if we're going to solve this our way. Uh, I, an, uh, I I
0: sorry for interrupting you, but I have an p- opinion on Boris Johnson. If he was in a politician, he was something else, he would be probably one of the most popular British people in our lifetime. He was for a while.
1: He was relatively popular when he was London Mayor. And he's still popular.
0: Not among, of course, the Labour people. If you know
1: what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, look, I'm I'm not the craziest for Boris Johnson at all. Personally, I'm not. I'm not pro Boris either. Like, I am in. I am like, I'm not the craziest about the guy. I'm not the happiest with how he handled things. But the COVID vaccine, that was big. Like, that's if they're going to solve it in their way, and it's going to take bumps in the road and all that, being the first ones to approve the vaccine was smart. If they're going to do this their way. That was the best way to do it. And it sends out a really good message because a lot of us, like UK people in general, we weren't doubting this vaccine. We were right away, like when this vaccine comes, it's going to be good. Everyone knew that. And I feel like it sends a bigger message to the Americans who, and this shocks me because I was expecting just to hear from like the the Donald Trump side of the room, not even just conservatives, the Donald Trump conservatives being like, this vaccine is this, that I was expecting all types of anti-vax bullshit coming from them. But Americans are doing this on a bigger scale. Like, Americans are really showing how stupid they are. Like, how can... Okay, let me get this straight. So how can some of the most influential rappers and influential entertainers, celebrities, whatever else, be there saying, oh, I don't trust this government-regulated vaccine, but rappers, I've seen you motherfuckers talk about cocaine and all types of zans, pucks, lean, and whatever other drug you can find that you will now take regularly with no problem, knowing that I can easily kill you. And to my influencers, you're saying, oh, take this vitamin, eat healthy, do all this, but you're scared of a vaccine. Shut up. Shut your damn mouth. Because this this is the same vaccine. Bearing in mind, both countries, as of the recording, have like are both focusing on the Pfizer vaccine right now, right? Yeah. So they both have the Pfizer vaccine, the UK and the US. We are taking the same vaccine. Our people are getting better. At least they're giving it to the elderly first, and people will slowly but surely be able to, like, hug their grandparents again, which I'm sure for a lot of people in this country means a fucking lot. And I'm seeing Americans... Like, I'm just seeing Americans, like, regular everyday Americans, just be so fucking stupid. You'll promote your multivitamin on Instagram, but you're not going to take the Pfizer vaccine, which will allow you to get back to normal life. Does that make sense? We've been through something that's fucking changed the world, and you're just going to... You're just going to deny a vaccine that will bring the world back to a relative sense of normality. Oh, yeah, yay, yeah, man. Americans are annoying. But yeah, no, the vaccine was big for the UK. Thank you, Boris, for that. Like, thank you. Like, that's all I need. That all that, That's all that needs to be said there. And in my final moment, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being voted in in America because, well, they're going to bring common sense back not only to the White House and, like, to any other political associates in america but just to american people in fucking general because they've handled lockdown worse than us and i'm not saying this to praise the uk the uk isn't doing great either but the two mega power countries and we're both just nose diving with this vaccine when new zealand declared themselves covid damn free but yeah, so they've done this thing where their lockdowns can be controlled by the state and all this stuff. So some parts of the country locked down for a little bit, then opened back up. Some some parts of the country did lock down, but then they allowed exceptions that were really stupid. Like I know some New Yorkers are really angry at Chris, like them, like Cuomo, who's the who's the mayor over there, who like messed things up with dining, and that's like one of the biggest ways in New York people have been like still catching COVID like crazy, and yeah i hope with the first 100 days they lock everything down get this vaccine rolled out properly and just handle things because this is the because just by them both being elected this is the win for america It brings people with sense brings people that like even if they handle things poorly they're not gonna like make it worse if that makes sense they're not gonna add fuel to the fire by pretending they're right they're people that will literally allow themselves to be held accountable like, I'm not even saying this as a big Joe Biden fan. I'm saying this because Joe Biden is an actual politician more than he is a personality. And Kamala Harris is obviously a big win, whether you whether young females will grow up to be conservative, whether they'll grow up to be liberal. Seeing a female in that kind of position is huge for anyone, especially a black female at that. Like, granted, yeah, she's black and Indian and whatever, or still, like, still, she's a minority and that is awesome in of itself and um yeah well the last one now just see a woman become president at some point in my life and then we've we've seen him hopefully we that inspired... see it. we will
0: see it in 20 2024
1: maybe maybe 2024 2028 2032 we'll see it at some point but um yeah those are my biggest moments and now martinez what's like what's some of the main lessons that 2020 has taught you
0: protect your mental health is the first one. Mhm. But the second one, that's a good one. It could be worse. Fair play. Cuz genuinely like of course it, it could be worse. You could be on the streets one day. What basically what what this 2020 year has taught me is that I uh, you need to appreciate the little things more.
1: Definitely. One hundred
0: percent. Like genuine like if you if you have food in your belly, you've got a roof above your head, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> you need to appreciate the thing the thing the things that makes you fortunate. That's what I'm trying to say. Definitely,
1: definitely. Um I've got I've got a bit of a long list, but I'll try and summarize it where I can. Um, be careful who you trust. Like this isn't shade or anything of that level, but some things have happened with different people where it made me open my eyes and realize why was I being so nice and so trusting to these people when they never gave me the same energy back and keep my head up and like, keep my head up at all times. Like, even when the shit's going bad, like don't get too bogged down. Like try and think of ways to rebuild. Like, even if things aren't going well, how am I gonna get better? Like, try and keep boost like keep yourself like boosted up or whatever. Um Also, this is one thing I've learned more generally, but this whole COVID 2020 is just like really brought it to the forefront. People that put all of their issues out there to the public, and I mean every single one. Keep away from those people because, honest to God they are more the
0: most toxic ones and exactly, I, and I know this from my experience,
1: oh, believe you me, we generally
0: like... though generally though, and advice from me yeah from yeah. this from this five foot nine white idiot that 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 came to study in the United Kingdom, keep your things private,
1: yeah, keep a lot more shit private like. The reason social media is just full of the happy shit is because that's the that's generally the image you want most of people to see. Like, I get it. Social media can be a big, foolish place. But the reason it's like that is because I'm not going to tell everyone if I'm really going through shit, I'm not going to tell a bunch of people I don't entirely trust, but they just so happen to follow me on socials. Like, oh, I'm really going through shit. This tragic thing has happened. Whatever else. Because like, they're not going to help you. They're not going to be in your DMs like, oh, what's up? I'm here for you. Or if they are they're just there to use it against you they're there to tell other people that you really don't want to be knowing shit about you or they're just there to be making jokes of your situation that you are struggling with hence why i say stay away from those people We need to put every single time they have a breakdown or literally tell you on snapchat like oh i'm having a breakdown oh this is happening i'm gonna cry and then post a picture of them fucking crying like okay i'm sorry I feel really bad. I hope you get the help you need. But you aren't... Please, don't post it on social media. Like, unless you genuinely have no one and you're asking for serious help, like, from anyone, that's different. But if you're now just there doing it for attention, because a lot of people go through shit. I'm not denying that. I'm pretty sure everyone... Every baby or, like, early... Late 90s baby till now. Like, till, like, 20 early 2000s kid... It's like, it's got something wrong with them because we were the first ones to really grow up with social media. So it's impacted us differently mentally yeah. and all this stuff to where it's like, hold on. Why are you using something that's genuine? Why do you think to yourself when you are genuinely hurting from something? I don't care what it is to now go on social media and be using that thing for clout or in front of everyone be boasting about this tragic thing. And like, like, I get it. Some people genuinely go through grief or go through trauma in a way that's like, oh, they need to make light of the situation. But for me, it gets to a point where people will go on about these things to just gain popularity in it. It's disgusting because, look, we all have something going on. It's like, you don't know what's going to trigger other people. You don't know what's going to cause other people's problems to now get even worse. And I get it. You can't think of everyone, but Jesus, there's a time and a fucking place. Because if you make jokes about your situation, I make jokes about some shit with you because you're my guy, you're my good friend, and I can trust you, it's a safe space, I'm not going to do that around people that I've only just met, or people that I don't, once I get this vibe, I can't trust you, the conversation changes, how I speak changes, the shit I talk about will change, because I can't trust you, you to me are not a safe space, you're just a space for a person, I cannot trust you, but to summarize what I've learned from 2020 real quick, um, Learn to enjoy the little things, of course, like like you said, with the roof over your head, the having the like the one or two friends, doing this podcast online, being able to still go to uni, like all that shit that I really for a while would take for granted. And I really now think I'm lucky that I'm even still like in the city where my uni is, when there's people that have been at home all this time. I couldn't have I really couldn't have gone through all this shit while still being at home. I know that for a fact. And Recognize your value and who you give it to because everyone has different good things and different bad things, different traits and positives and whatever. But there's people who will just use that to make themselves look better. So there are people who will use that and not care about you. There are people who will see you as this beacon of advice, but next thing you know, when you need help, nothing. When you want someone to talk to you, cricket. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. Cause next time you need help, I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> like, cause when I'm there for you and I'm giving you like game and this isn't shade to anyone again this is just like random example like when i'm there giving you what i'm good for like using one of my better traits to try and help you but then when i need help with something you motherfuckers in there for me fuck all of you like why am i giving you my time and like this could it, it drains me to do that when no one's there for me how am i going to replenish myself to now go back and help others or help you and my final point how you like How you rise and react to rejection, to drama, and to any other kind of bullshit really defines you. And it's also very important because, like, when different things go on, shit goes on every year. Some drama happens and, like, someone is going to fuck you over every single year. Someone's going to do something stupid every single year without fail. But how you rise and react to that really is a testament to who you are as a person and how strong or how you are as a person whether you are a good person or not because if there's even if there's drama going on between other people how you react to that says a lot about you as well because if you're reacting to that trying to fuel the fire then you are toxic if you're reacting to it just being like okay i'm gonna stay out of the way this because it didn't didn't involve me then okay fine you you're you're not toxic but hey if you're now going to be like just based on how you react to these situations, it really defines you. Because if you see drama and you're the first one to want to be lighting the spark, to be causing more drama where you don't need to be, then you are a problem. If you're someone who is just trying to stay out of the way of it, then okay, maybe you're not. But if you're someone who's going to realize this drama, see the outcome, and then adjust adjust how you change to people, which is what I would do personally, then okay, maybe, then yeah, maybe like that says a lot more about you. That builds you as a person. Because how people treat people is another important thing to me. Because that is the biggest way to tell how they'll treat you. If you treat other people like shit, how you're going to treat me is going to be even fucking worse. Any fucking ways. Enough with the ranting and the 2020 bullshit. <sighs> I'm just glad this year is almost over. I'm very glad that, like, I'm still here. <laughs> like, not just in uni, but just in general, I'm still here and put together almost. And I just hope 2021 is a lot better. Anyways, to cheer to cheer everyone up. Do you Confession want to some... time, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, let's go. I could use the confessions.
0: Yo, some some of the ones were a bit a bit um how can I explain this? Traumatizing. Gosh. Oh, yeah, some of them were a bit mad. But that's kind of... A... Like, like this one, of course, it's from Coventry. It's always from fucking Coventry. I wonder Coventry not featuring an episode that we've done this so far. No, well, because they always provide us with some good content. Yeah, shout out ACS Fashion on Twitter. So you you
1: are literally giving us all the content in the fucking world. They don't reckon... <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that they don't recognise the fact that we do this. I'm really surprised they don't, but it's okay. No problem.
0: <laughs> okay, can I read this? yeah i tagged you on this so you're familiar with this i accidentally had sex with these four guys a few weeks back and one of them got me pregnant i know who it was but i know he won't be supportive or help so i feel like picking the best one out of three that would treat me well (laughs) that bitch is evil that woman is evil
1: like (laughs) don't get me wrong if that guy's a piece of shit that got you pregnant, that's like that's your own fault. That's the two of you for doing your pro- for doing the hanky panky, no, and not knowing how the guy is.
0: She belongs to the streets,
1: bro. She belongs to the streets, and that motherfucker sounds like he belongs in prison. <laughs> <laughs> like they're both terrible for that. Like allow it, because if I didn't know that you had sex with four other guys before getting to me, and then you're trying to pin this kid on me, especially if all of us are black. And there's no definitive way of being able to tell whose baby is whose. You you will piss me off. If I find out years later that I've been providing for a kid that's not mine. That's a pain that you're going to feel that's a lot worse. Like that will hurt me a hell of a lot more than than anything you do to me right now. So I'd say right now you better tell the guy who got you pregnant. Because if you fuck over a guy and lie to him about this about this child especially the nat- especially given the nature of how this child was conceived i'm gonna feel so fucking heated don't get me wrong i'll feel bad for you but you even had to get to that point but i'm gonna be more th- i'm gonna be angry because you lied to me and made like, made me ch- made this person now change their entire life just because you were like you knew the person who actually got you pregnant was a piece of crap then that begs the question why have sex with him in the first place if you knew this beforehand Oh, yeah, yeah. All of Coventry needs to be covered in the blood of Jesus, man. Like, (laughs) all of Coventry really needs the blood of Jesus. (laughs) That's the only thing that can save that place, man. I swear.
0: Coventry, again, I fucking love that place.
1: Oh, we need, we're going to go. We are going to go to this toxic town. I swear to God, at some point. (laughs) I was nearly there last week. At some point before we graduate, we will go to Coventry. For a weekend. I don't care. We will.
0: Bro, I was nearly there last week. Oh my gosh. I was nearly there. Oh my gosh. I won't mention what I was doing. You'll tell me off camera. You better tell me off I camera. I was in London, but I won't tell what was happening. Oh. <laughs> you're telling me off Three camera. Three days ago. Coventry Uni. Your girl, be sneaking me, sneaking me in when you're not talking about how I give her a bad dick oh <laughs> oh my god oh my that, that's god that's a flex and that's a flex is that's this, a flex. Is this coventry again is this this is coventry again jesus you toxic as me. they fucking with, with each other that's Bro. the main question i can't lie uni really that uni just needs to get, give a degree in
1: toxicity to every student that even applies <laughs> a degree in toxicity just to anyone who gets accepted. Not even accepted, <laughs> applied, rejected. You get an honorary
0: degree in being toxic. And and misogyny for for men as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but... Jesus.
0: <laughs> no, I genuinely... I think it's 50-50. I think Coventry
1: is the one place where you literally meet an equal amount of toxic men and toxic women from the sounds of things.
0: No, and, I genuinely... I'm scrolling through the ACS uh not Instagram as well, it's every, It's COVID. It's not COVID. There's commentary everywhere. Jesus Christ. Those motherfuckers probably spread COVID
1: everywhere. What they're the fucking fuck doing. Oh, man. Anyways, I found this one that you tagged me in. My best friend's brother has been coming over to my accommodation for sex. I don't know if I should tell her or just leave it. The sex <laughs> is really good. <laughs> Yo. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> that is insane. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Coventry, Coventry, Coventry. You. Th- it's always fucking Coventry. I swear. <laughs> I-, I I don't even know what i do. I think in that situation, if you really... If you like what's going on, I'd say you have to keep that shit quiet. Unless you not actually become a thing and... If, unless it becomes overwhelmingly obvious, and you have to break the ice, but... I'd want to keep that quiet, personally. Because <laughs> yeah. if you ruin... Like, if you ruin that friendship... Because either way, you've put yourself in a toxic situation, so if now... If you turn around and now tell your best friend that you've been fucking their brother, she's gonna cut you off and then that's gonna make everything awkward between you and the brother. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: If you now stop doing things with the brother, it's gonna make shit awkward and now break the friendship anyway, because the brother will likely tell the sister. Or it would just be so obvious that something went on between you two that, she, like, the, the best friend, the female friend will pick up on it.
0: Yeah. That's fucking insane. Like, I'll keep that shit quiet. Okay. Leeds University. Let's um, let's move away from, from the Midlands and oh, the uh, South. Are you tag me on this. Eh? My my boyfriend has type 1 diabetes, diabetes and his cum tastes sweet. I always try to stop him taking his insulin because then it just takes normal. When, oh. I, last, when I last visited him, I saw his incident pen, and I think he's—he's he's cl- it was me. Oh my god! You horny bitch! You want to kill your boyfriend because of?
1: Ah! Uh, this is why I say, like, this is why I will never allow, or I will rarely ever be okay with women saying like all men are
0: trash, because shit like this is why there are just this, as trash women. This is proof to me that this proves to me that women are trash too no this not 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 everyone not every single woman in it like this proves to me that you can get trash people on any
1: side i don't care if they're gay straight black white lgbtq trans hermaphrodite i don't care you get trash people in every single shade of the rainbow i don't care man like can you imagine? Like, if he now dies after he busts, like, imagine, he busts and then he dies right after because he needs his insulin. What are you going to do then? How are you going to explain that?
0: Don't be angry, Paul. Don't be angry. Oh, yeah. That's just fucked, man. That's a, like... Of course it's fucked, but keep it down quiet. This part of the podcast needs to be a bit chilled. Yeah, I get that, but... Enough of ranting. Jesus.
1: I not, I don't even mean to joke about the guy like that, but
0: shit. Okay. Coventry Uni, this one is a bit mad one still. I thought this place was full of bad bees. I ain't even been able to interact with
1: one sweet one. And you're in Coventry and we're still seeing these stories. Your game might be bad. Your game just must be bad. His game genuinely must be terrible.
0: Like my Tinder game. Oh, (laughs) Hey, I gave up on that shit a long time ago. (laughs) Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Uh I, I was at my maid's house yesterday because of some certain circumstances which I won't mention. Evacuation, that's why. <laughs> I was I I downloaded Tinder for the first time in like a month or so. Bought Tinder Plus, saw mm-hmm. this 10 girl, she rematched, I dm her. her mm-hmm. because she uploaded her Insta and her Insta was a complete vibe. She
1: didn't reply. Yeah, well, that happens all the time. So that, the club.
0: That bitch, I know she doesn't listen, but fuck you. Jesus. I, <laughs> I, I wasted ten seconds of my life, but t- time is money for me, so fuck off.
1: Oh my gosh. And I can't lie. Another toxic thing that seems to happen, and this happens to both men and women, like the moment you get <laughs> into a relationship. <laughs> I
0: found the Matt one. I found the one. Oh, I'm shit. not sure if this is true truth or not. Sorry, Uni, so.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh that's why that's near where I grew up. Come on, explain.
0: I be someone saying that I fucked Digga D before and now she got herpes and I don't know what to do. <laughs> you're, you're disgusting. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get that guy out of here, man. And as Digga D says, it's whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how? <Have> <laughs> Man, I love Digger D's music, but this shit is too much, in my opinion. Nah. Like,
1: she got herpes from the guy she's just fucked, not Digger D, right? What if? If it was from Digger D, then she would have made that a bigger story. Come on. You know how clout works in this generation. There's gonna be someone... If if you genuinely got something like that from a celebrity, people are blowing that shit way out of proportion. So, I'm assuming it's from the guy she's just done her thing with, right? Get that guy out of here, like... Hey, avoid that guy at all fucking costs, man. Imagine. I don't care. If, if I even know a girl, Stop. if I even know a girl that previously had something, don't even come near me. Don't even look in my direction. Because, <laughs> oh, uh, the, the, the fear of that will be too much for me. The sheer fear of that crap going on will, like, will finish me.
0: Found one, disgusting
1: one.
0: Should I read this? Go ahead. This is not good for a bit sensitive listeners, so okay. if you can, please turn this part off.
1: This sounds terrible. This already sounds bad.
0: <laughs> gave this guy a head, and he ended up pissing my mouth. <laughs> 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 one,
1: sec,
0: one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. Don't walk out. Don't walk out. Please... Don't walk out. Please don't walk out. This okay. is not the end of it. This is not the end of it. Oh no. I gave this guy a head, but he ended up pissing my mouth. He was very apologetic though, but I kind of liked it. And I don't know how, how to ask him to do it again. Am I weird? <laughs> of course you're weird. Of course. What the fuck? What the fuck is his fetish? trust, I
1: don't understand this everyone this is R. Kelly nonsense like, yo, everyone, like don't get me wrong, R. Kelly's a piece of shit he deserves everything that's happening to him but you people are so quick you people are so quick to get on him about that whether you, some of you, some of you are now there doing the same shit like, I get it, that, that's probably been a fetish well before, like, him or whatever else, but oh my fucking days that is bad
0: that is disgusting.
1: Bro, and, Okay, how does that even- Like, bro, when you're getting head and you need to- As a man, I'm certain you can tell the difference. I am so certain you can tell the difference between when you're about to bust, and when you're bursting to go of to the course. toilet. I ain't
0: masturbating when I want to piss. Jesus. No, that's disgusting. Fuck. Oh,
1: fuck, no, that is-
0: Fuck me sideways, but this is disgusting.
1: Yo, pause. <laughs> oh,
0: pause. Of course Wait. it's sarcasm. Of course it's sarcasm. <laughs> Don't fuck me sideways, boss. This is disgusting. Oh, man. no. This podcast. Oh, no. Uh, this this podcast.
1: 2020 fuck. is just disgusting. You are a
0: madman. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fucking madman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: 2020 is just.
0: I, I thought I was mad. Oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> oh. That's finished me. I found one, I found one, though. Yo. My friends with benefits. My friends with. I'm friends with benefits to some guy. His B day is coming up, and I was thinking if he. If I should get him a cake. Due to COVID, he won't be able to do anything. He'll probably be in my crib that day anyway. What should I do? I don't want to make it weird or complicated.
0: Just stay at home.
1: I mean, if you're already doing it, I don't think a cake is that weird.
0: It's not that weird, it's just a sign of friendship.
1: Like, that's something people do for friends anyway, but.
0: That's a shit one.
1: I know, but we needed to calm down. Like,
0: if we had any more explosive ones, I would have died. Like, I genuinely would have exploded. W- of course, I'll find some explosive ones. Don't worry about
1: it. Because I think, I think what happens is I always tag, we always tag each other in the explosive ones, react to them in the first five minutes, and it's like everything else is just kind of dry after that.
0: My flatmate is a master student. He's at FWB with a first year student. For me, that seems a, that seems a bit dodgy. But he but he says they're happy. Should I let them do their thing, or do I say something?
1: You let them do their thing. They're all 18. They're 18, and it's consensual sex. Like, what the fuck? Assuming it's consensual sex. Like, there's nothing that, there's nothing there to talk about. And to be fair, there's some first years were like 22, 23 anyway, so yeah, that's, have that, fun. That's
0: normal, that's normal. Um, why... I've, I've eaten spaghetti every single day I've been here. Is, is that bad? That's a proper student thing. That's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's it. A... The only thing I could suggest you is just learn how to cook. To be fair. It's that easy.
1: To be fair. Oh, I've got one. Why is everyone so bothered by people's body counts these days? It's safe, it's consenting sex. And why? Then why are you shamed for it? It's your body, why can't you do what you want
0: a a okay, two issues what a is it safe b I don't give a fuck if you're you if you've got a fucking one one body or 40 bodies, I don't give a fuck
1: like I think with me that's kind of the same vibe. I'm one where it's like
0: hey, if
1: you're safe and you're clean, and like and you there's know, nothing
0: wrong well with you, and if you're good in bed
1: like if you're safe, clean. And you're just, and you're generally like, don't carry yourself like a complete piece of shit. Because some people, the only thing you know about them, the only thing they make worth knowing about them, sorry. The only thing they make worth knowing about them is their body count. Those people, I will avoid like the fucking plague. Because you will literally just go around and like do your business with everyone. But then if you, but then, oh, Jesus. Even if something goes wrong, like, oh, they get like some kind of STI. They're still gonna keep doing it. They're the type of people that like you want to avoid because they're the type of people who will talk about shit like, "Oh, I had him once. He wasn't great. I had her once. Her pussy was dead." Like those people to be doing that kind of shit. And those people just piss me off generally. Moving on. Uh-huh. This one's
0: boring. <laughs> Okay, Liverpool Uni again.
1: Oh, Liverpool.
0: I love Liverpool, but we move. There's this guy from ACS I've become very close friends with. We get hired together. We hang out and big man thing. I think I might actually be gay for him. Now, what do I do still?
1: Um, you know have to re- we- I'd say tell him or you have to really do some soul searching in of yourself to figure out like, is this actually what you want to do? Like, are you actually gay, or are you just really liking the guy because there's nothing going on? But if you genuinely do like the guy and you know you already know you yourself are a gay person, then by all means express your feelings. As long as you do it in a way that, like, you know, you're both like in a way that's still you being the genuine version of you, then that's all good.
0: Okay, I found another one. This might be the last one from me because this is a bit of a mad one. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I missed an entire lecture once I met a, what once I, as I met a guy in the park one morning and started wanking him off. Police caught us and we were arrested. Lied to my class. I was I was ill. When really I was in, in the cells for six hours. And bro, you need What the fuck is these confessions now?
1: Bro, dogging people do dogging all the time.
0: Like I thought dogging
1: and swingers and all that shit was for like. Elderly people that just wanted a bit more excitement, like the the above sixties. That um, you know, you've been doing it for long enough. You need a bit of spice in the life. But um, I've got two. I've got two. Um, I normally call guys daddy if I forget their name midway through us linking. That what? Shit. Yeah, cause think about it. That's actually smart. That's smart. But what the fuck is this? Bro, like, do you think about it? If you're gonna forget their name. You're gonna just go for the one thing that every guy likes, especially assuming that this girl likes the whole domination aspects that some people like in sex. Where like, oh, if she has been dominated anyway, saying daddy's gonna turn the guy on even fucking more. And like, hell, I think. Um like girls and guys must do this. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. It's the same, it's the same kind of logic of like what? Faking orgasms or faking that you come just to be like, alright, let me get this over with, let me give them the confidence boost, get this over with and leave. <laughs> Get that just... get
0: that head, then leave.
1: Peace oh. out. Oh, but then, here's, here's my last two. I walked out of the shower naked and forgot my window was open. A girl in the building opposite me made eye contact with me whilst I had my dick out. I haven't left my room in three days since it happened. Send help. Coventry Uni. And the, <laughs> and the previous one was from Coventry Uni as well. Hell, all three of these are Coventry Uni, you know. Fuck.
0: Coventry. <laughs> Uh, how, much does a train, how much does a train ticket from Horisfield to Coventry cost? One sec, just let me check.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: just let, let me check. Oh dear. Sam, not least to Brig House. What the fuck? Don't don't worry about me. Not Horisfield to Brig House. Coventry, not Coventry Arena. Sam, my 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 fingers are too fucking fat. today now okay how much does it cost i need to go there it'll be mad expensive now i think 27 quid that's not that expensive
1: to be fair if you booked in advance it's gonna be cheaper we'll make it happen one day i'm not gonna two
0: two hours 59 minutes one change train to manchester pick a delete one second
1: yeah let's not make any rash like plans now but we'll definitely go at some point i'll say that much it sounds too crazy not to go but um my like my final one. Coventry Uni again? Is Coventry even a real place at this point, bro? I'm physically here trying to find the answer to the question myself. <laughs> this place isn't even. This place is anything real at this
0: point. Yo, we need to call the podcast "Is Coventry a real place?" Just a question mark.
1: Nah, 2020 is dirty. 2020 is just dirty. That's. We'll call. It, I feel like we should call it that. Okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. I I see you. I see you. 2020 is dirty. Because, Anyways.
1: I feel like that's the end of the podcast.
0: We've recorded this for one hour and that was probably the best podcast we've ever recorded. Trust me, like, one
1: hour straight. I probably wouldn't even have to cut much out of this. Damn. That was
0: productive as fuck.
1: Yo, anyways. Hope everyone has a good 2021. We can leave 2020 behind us soon enough. It's been Paul and Martinez. See you in 2021.
0: In a bit.